0: All right, guys, I'm going to just go one time through and talk about a topic that we've discussed with so many of our clients. And this is going to be the topic of the most important thing that you need to understand and have your advisor understand in order to have an effective tax savings and wealth building strategy. And that question is, what are your goals The answer to this question is going to have a significant impact on what you're doing with your cash and the tax strategies that are appropriate and available. So I'm going to run you guys through just some scenarios here and things that we've explored with our clients and why this answer, this question is so important. First off, let's talk about real estate investing. We all want to get rich. Simple goal. But let's get more specific here. What are our goals with the real estate? Is it cash flow? Is it to build wealth so we can sell it at a profit later on? Is it tax savings? All of these different possibilities are going to impact what your strategy is and the tax implications and the associated tax strategy. Let's go into the first one, tax. Let's say cash flow. One of the best vehicles I see for cash flow is real estate rental arbitrage. That is where you don't even have to buy the property. You sign on as a tenant and then you rent it out at a markup. You invest Your only investment here is a down payment in some furniture. So your velocity of cash is extremely fast. I have a friend who's doing seven figures in real estate rental arbitrage in San Diego. He has about 18 different properties he's doing with this on the beach. Now, this cash flow is potentially really good here. But the downside of that type of investing is you don't have that phantom expense, that depreciation, and you don't have leverage like you do with mortgages. So whatever your profit is here, however much cash is coming in after you've made your expenses, that's all going to be similar to around what your taxable income here in is. So if you're able to rent out this property at a markup at a profit of $2 million, you're going to have $2 million of taxable income here. Unless you're investing in real estate, you're going to not have that favorable tax treatment. On the other side of the spectrum here, we have clients that are investing more so for long-term payouts and capital gains. There are some investment vehicles where you're only going to see a pretty low uh, ROI. You're only gonna see a cap rates of around maybe seven or eight percent. And it doesn't look that fantastic. But by the time the client plans to exit this property, we're gonna see significant appreciation in capital gains treatment. And so what what does this look like in this scenario? A lot of times we see clients who buy properties with a high purchase price. And even though the cap rates aren't great, we have access to depreciation and cost eggs. We have other clients that are doing the burst strategy. They're buying and renovating and putting more money into their properties. And uh, sometimes we can do a little cost egg, but sometimes because. They got these properties at such a discount, and especially our wholesaler clients, the basis is so low, there's not a lot of opportunity to create tax savings with depreciation and cost segregation, and we have to find alternative solutions. Now, when we do this and when we work with our clients and real estate investors and are diagnosing a tax plan, we're not just looking at the real estate and real estate investing. We need to evaluate all sources of assets and income to create a tax strategy. We need to know the the our main point of contact who probably found us for our real estate specialization. But we also have to understand the income that he or she had to afford that real estate. And we have to understand the income of the spouse. So sometimes we have a real estate investor whose spouse is making really good money. Or maybe the spouse is operating at a loss. All of these different factors are going to impact how we evaluate our tax planning here. But let's say here, let's get back to what we're looking at here. So our goal here is to build wealth and see appreciation. We can maybe do a cost seg on a high, ba- on a high basis. Another tax strategy, if we want to get more capital, if it's growing in value, but we don't have a lot of cash flow. You can borrow from it. You can do a refinance, get more cash without paying taxes at all. All sorts of opportunities there. But let's say our plan is to sell and to sell at a profit. Obviously, we have our basic well-known capital gain strategies such as cost segregations. Sorry, 1031 exchanges. We can do qualified opportunity zones, deferred sales trusts, and we have some more For the more advanced type of planners, we have some more complex strategies out there. Delaware Statutory Trust, Deferred Statutory Trust, sorry, Deferred Sales Trust. We also could consider some other vehicles. We can consider charitable entities to offset capital gains. All sorts of vehicles out there. And the larger the capital gains event, the more resourceful we can be here. But... Sometimes we see clients who aren't interested in real estate at all and they're interested in other investment vehicles. And we sometimes will strategize these clients and helping them identify the vehicle that is going to give them the tax benefits and the cash flow they're looking for. One idea that I really love and find interesting is investing in oil and gas. When you invest into the drilling wells, you're going to get that intangible drilling rights that's going to roll onto your 1040. 80% of your capital contribution is typically deductible against ordinary income. This is really good for our clients now who maybe their goal was to build a real estate portfolio. Maybe they were buying real estate, taking the deductions, but now they're just exhausted and they can't take on any more properties, they're making good money at their W-2 or their other business, and they realize they don't want to be full-time investors. This is a great way to drive down your taxes and do nothing at all and get really good cash flow, good velocity of cash as a passive investor into oil and gas with intangible drilling rights. I have a whole podcast on it. It's a wonderful idea. Now, some of our other clients are looking at all sorts of tax-advantaged ways to deploy their cash into investment vehicles. It could be into solar, where you get the credits and depreciation. We we see clients investing into agriculture, self-storage, and even glamping, all sorts of vehicles here. We see one client, I was just talking to her about investing into an ATM business. Some of the benefits is you get that bonus depreciation for all those ATMs. But because you're not materially participating in that activity, there's a limit in that value. Now, some of our clients want to have tax advantages and they don't have real estate professional tax status. So they, in addition to oil and gas, we also know of... real estate syndications that are going to create tax advantages that are going to flow through to the client from the partnership. So there are ways that you can invest in cash flowing real estate vehicles that are going to create charitable deductions or tax credits that are going to have tax benefits to the investor, even if they don't have real estate professional tax status. This is really good, especially if you're in a high income tax bracket and you can use a charitable deduction. We know of lots of really cool things here. Some of our other clients don't really need our help so much at all when they're taking their cash and deploying it back into their businesses. So some of our clients' strategies are to just take all their cash and use as much leverage as they can and redeploy it into more rental properties. If the rental properties can give you the ability to run cost segregation studies, now we can continue to drive down and drive down your taxes. Sometimes we'll do the cost seg to completely offset the capital gains event, redeploy it into a new property and run the cost set. Some of our other clients, though, we have to realize here that not all of your investments are going to create immediate tax deductions. This year, we're down to 80% bonus depreciation, and some of these investments may need to be capitalized. One of my clients just purchased a beach rental and was really excited for the tax deductions that she'll get from her cost set. One of the downsides of the beach rentals is the land value is so high, you can't depreciate the land. So the deduction wasn't enough. So we're exploring alternative vehicles. Some of the other things we think about here is after we have utilized these real estate rental tax strategies, after we've exhausted all of the low hanging fruit with the cost segregation studies, and maybe we've considered other tax advantage investments, what else can we do? So there are charitable structures out there. There's a variety of them that we can consider with our clients where you can have a social impact and you can significantly reduce your taxes and free up wealth to reinvest into other vehicles that will help you reach your goals here. Now, if your goal is to just go gung ho and go all in on your business and redeploy your, your profits, There may not be a whole lot of strategizing. Maybe the idea here is just to keep good records and make sure you're resourceful and maximizing your deductions. But we have other clients who don't have that luxury of driving themselves into a lower bracket. And so then we have to evaluate all sorts of methods where we can bring your taxes as low as we can. Now, in addition to these investment strategies and creating charitable deductions, There's a whole world of stuff that we explore with our clients where we can actually have benefits in the business and reduce their taxes, such as captive insurance companies that will give you uh, to help you reduce your risk in your business and have tax advantage growth into an additional company that you own. One of the things we're exploring with our clients is to own the health insurance company that they're giving their benefits to their employees on. So instead of paying a separate insurance company, if you have a decent enough payroll, you can have a captive insurance company. You have an insurance company that you own and pay all of your insurance benefits and premiums and all that stuff is going to go into this company that you own that will eventually pay off all the health insurance costs, but anything remaining can be reinvested and can help build wealth. Now the cool thing about insurance companies here is that when they receive them, it is money that they're holding for you and may own in the future, so it's untaxed, yet they can invest some of that cash. And meanwhile, you get that tax deduction when you pay it. Maybe you're interested in, maybe your goal here is to have a nest egg that you can retire from in the future. Let's say you don't care about cash flow at all. Again, these are the people who may be investing in the properties for the appreciation, for the equity, and the growth in their wealth. And for those clients, they don't really need the cash right away, or if they do, they can borrow from it tax-free. Here's another way that you can build wealth tax-free is using life insurance. Life insurance is a strat- as a wealth-building strategy is, is something that can be used by ordinary people, but is also used by the very wealthy. And... The cool thing about life insurance is, like with other forms of insurance, it's going to grow tax-free and it's going to invest in securities. And when you're ready to take funds out, instead of doing a taxable distribution like from a 401k or traditional IRA, you just borrow the money. And you do not pay taxes when you borrow the money. Now, when you do this, another advantage is on the timing of this. You don't have to wait until you're 59 and a half to do it. And what a lot of our clients are considering doing now is to use a life insurance policy to finance their children's education. It it's going to give you when you look at the FAFSA applications and the way that whole system worked, which is a little bit rigged, is if you have a 529 plan, you have to report it on your FAFSA, and then you are going to it's going to reduce the amount of aid and assistance you'll qualify for. So it's going to have a harmful effect on how much government assistance you can get for your, your children's education. Meanwhile, if you have a life insurance policy you're using to build that wealth for your children's education, there's no penalization on having that wealth. You don't have to report it on your FAFSA. And guess what? Let's say the kid gets a scholarship or doesn't want to go to college at all. And that happens all the time. You can use that fund, those funds for anything you want. You find a business opportunity, you can borrow from it and invest. You can use it for consumption. You can use it to cover for a rainy day. You can use it to finance a vacation. And obviously, you still have the benefits of being able to have a legitimate life insurance policy that can help support your loved ones if you were to pass away. Another thing that is Cool about this is you may be able to finance your premiums. Now you're using other people's money to invest in these life insurance policies and grow that wealth in a tax advantaged manner. And yes, you're going to pay interest on this amount. But guess what? When you pay interest, you are going to find that the growth of this asset, this this annuity, this life insurance policy, is going to grow at a faster rate than your interest. And dark. Now, when we think about our clients also, we want to look at, when we're thinking about their goals here, which is so important, we also want to think, how can we create a tax strategy here that is aligned with their goals? How can we align a tax strategy and, in, and help them see an investment strategy that's going to help them reach their goals? So some of our clients here are looking to, to find ways to, when we're looking at ways to fuel their business and give them cash to redeploy back into their business. These types of clients are the ones where we're looking at these shorter term cash flowing types of vehicles where you can see the reward right away. Even if you're investing for appreciation, you can still borrow and deploy those funds back into your investments or your businesses. The clients who have a longer type of time frame for what they want to do to invest, those are the clients who we're more likely to consider self-directing with a Roth IRA or a 401k. Some of the things we can do to enhance this strategy. If we use the short-term rentals to drive down the client's taxable income and their at a W-2, or maybe they have rep status, or their spouse has rep status, and we use cost segs, and we take advantage of that 100% bonus depreciation that we saw. A lot of people stop there. They say, hey, you paid no taxes, you got a $30,000 refund, this is a great success, our work is done. Well, our work is never done. When we see clients in that $0 tax bracket, we want to take advantage as much as we can of that year where we're in a low bracket to prevent future taxes. So, some of the things we can do, take that Roth IRA, convert it, sorry, take that 401k and convert it into a Roth IRA and now it grows tax free. The losses from your real estate will offset that conversion and then you you may not pay taxes at all on that conversion and then it grows tax free. Maybe we have some stock, sell the stock. Buy it back at that higher basis. You could find that you and your spouse, if you have a $0 adjusted gross income, your first $80,000 of long-term capital gains is completely untaxed. Or maybe we invest into vehicles that are going to give us that tax-advantaged cash flow. Maybe put some funds into the syndications. Maybe find syndications that are investing into self-storage or maybe mobile home parts that give you tons of depreciation. So many ways to look at this. And when we've exhausted all of these strategies of investing and creating business deductions, the next step, as I was talking about a little earlier, is charitable deductions. All sorts of complex charitable deduction vehicles out there that are going to further reduce your taxes. You can use reduce your taxes by as much as 60% of your adjusted gross income, which for most of you guys is just your profit for your businesses and your cap gains and or your W-2 income. We can offset 60% of it with a charitable deduction and with a strategic approach and the right game plan and financial instruments, you're gonna see the ability to create a massive deductions for charity and still have cash to redeploy into your other investment vehicles and your business, working this all together. Some of our clients are even considering creating a private family foundation where you're creating tax savings to finance maybe a future endeavor where you're going to go into philanthropy. You are getting that tax deduction up front to offset your current higher tax bracket income and you're going to be able to create tons of tax savings and eventually have if not immediately have a social impact with some of the things that you're doing here and how you're going to be deploying your funds. Lots of different ways we can spend this and exciting opportunities here to build wealth, have a social impact, and reduce your taxes all at the same time. Having that synergy all working together to help you reach your goals, whatever those are. So there's so many different ways we can answer your question of what you should be doing with your cash and how can we reduce your taxes. But the most important thing here is that you understand and your advisor understands the answer to these questions of what is your goal. We need to understand what your goal is and where you're heading in order to diagnose a tax strategy that looks at all of your sources of income and your spouse's income and your goals and what you want to do with that income, where you want it to go, and how can we mitigate potential tax liabilities with that. If you're looking to sell out, if you're looking to just make a couple of bucks, or whether you're looking to go massive with this business endeavor and sell it for $100 million in a public exit, these are all different variables that are going to impact the initial tax planning and the foundation we're going to build so you can reduce your taxes and build well. I hope you guys found this talk engaging and thought-provoking and valuable. Make sure you understand and your advisor understands your goals and how we can align a tax strategy with that. And if you want to know more, if you know anybody who can use our services or you yourself want to talk to us, email info at markprobercpa.com. And if you know anyone who can join our team, we're always hiring. Email info at markprobercpa.com for that as well. Stay tuned and subscribe for more great information. The Mark Prober CPA Podcast.